0: Hello foodie fans, welcome to The Big Food Talk, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. I'm your host, Sal Konka. This show supports restaurants, chefs, and food pioneers with your help. Head to bigfoodtalk.com to make your donation today Or check out our fun apparel line with proceeds going directly to participating restaurants. Special thanks to the Long Island Food Council, DineLi Facebook group, and Yelp Long Island for supporting this episode. Today I'm speaking with Tracy, the founder of a North Fork Affair. Tracy completely embraces the entrepreneurial spirit by creating experiential events that support the North Fork community. A North Fork Affair creates the type of events that Tracy herself just wanted to attend. From farm-to-table dining experiences, chunky blanket making, and a new social media series. Listen in and follow us on Instagram to win two tickets to one of her upcoming events. Let's hear Tracy's story.
1: So I own a company called TK New York. And that is a large-scale event company um we produce things like the New York City Wine and Food Festival. Oh okay. Um the Women in the World Summit, um the Harlem Meetup Festival with Marcus Samuelson. Um just really really big big scale events we do a bunch of stuff with Johnson and Johnson around the country. So and
0: That's your company as well or
1: <laughs> That is my company. I started it 15 years ago. Oh um, wow, that's amazing. We actually got our we got our start in the men's world. So I traveled with the super bowl for, uh, about 10 years. I traveled with the MLB all-star game for 10 years and did all of the parties surrounding those events. Um, and kind of then made like a weird segue into food and then kind of became like the go-to food festival girl. (laughs) So, um, but that, that business has been shut down since March. I mean, obviously,
0: is that part of the story then that we're going to get to? Like, the, because that shut down, North Fork Affair came about, or they completely separate? Actually,
1: North Fork Affair okay. started last April prior to all of this. Okay. And thank God it did, because it's actually given me something to kind of turn my efforts towards. Because I think as events open, it's going to be smaller and slower and more local, and that you know, that kind of gave me an opportunity rather than starting it during the pandemic, it already had a foundation. So it allowed me to kind of build from there. And I'm really focusing my efforts for the present time on North Fork Affair versus TK New York until things change drastically, you know? Okay.
0: Do you want to talk about both companies then in this, or do you...
1: A North Fork affair was really started because I realized that if I wanted to do events out here, it's very, it's a very, very local company. So coming in and saying, oh, I'm TK New York would automatically put up walls of, all right, who's this city girl thinks she's coming in and taking over. You know, I knew that because I am local, I live on the North Fork. I needed to make sure that my name represented that. And that message has gone out. Very well. So we're very, very well received by the community.
0: That's incredible. I feel like we're actually in the interview, so I'm just going to keep rolling with it. We're recording already, and we'll just, we'll just, we'll just keep rolling with this because I think this is great. Um, And that's just what I mean. But I like to keep it casual and just really get to know somebody and give you an opportunity to kind of talk about your business and your story. I'm a marketing consultant myself, so what you just said about rebranding an events company specific to North Fork and knowing the customers there, knowing the people there so well that they love the North Fork so much. I, I think that's super important. Well, and
1: not only love it, but are very protective of it, as am I. I mean, I, I've actually noticed, I've, so I live in my great-grandmother's house, and she was, she was here since the 40s. So my family has been here since the 40s, but I've only been here for about three and a half years. So I know that, and, and I think that actually gives me a very unique perspective because I am my own customer right now. What I'm doing is I'm creating events for people who have lived that city life, who want that constant way to connect with others in person and and not necessarily just like sitting at a bar, they wanna do something that, you know, that millennial generation wants to like, okay, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And so I understand the customer, but I also understand the local who's like, wait a minute, you know, this isn't like East Harlem where you're just going to come in and gentrify everything, like take it slow. And I feel that like the businesses that have succeeded in doing that, because we've all seen just a a huge shift here on the North Fork. There's so much opportunity. There's so Mm -hmm. much opportunity to be harnessed, but it has to be done. Right. It has to be done parallel with the locals that they're giving you their blessing. Mm -hmm. Because if you come in like gangbusters, they're, they're going to, they're going to throw you to the South Fork. <laughs> you know, they're going to say no way. Yeah,
0: um, yes. So So
1: it's, it's been very important that, you know, I kind of try to take temperature of everyone here to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this event. Does anyone want to do it? Rather than just going in and doing it, because, you know, that helps us both. And then I'm, I'm getting a read from the community as to what they want. So I think it puts me in a very unique position that I understand what the need is. the new north forker but i also can respect the locals that have been here for generations that are having a hard time seeing their home change so quickly you know
0: sure of course and i think that's it's a testament to how the, the roots there are wonderful it's one of the reasons you know even being from long island myself my whole life I've always traveled to the North Fork. You go out there in the fall, you want to embed yourself in that food and wine culture, the farms, you know, it's it's just it's such a great place to be. It takes you away from Long Island, so to speak, right? It feels and like you're getting been away.
1: Years, really, to some extent. It's like it's really yes. like stepping back in time. Yeah.
0: Well, it's hard. Like I mean even, you know, I'm in my 40s. I hear my mom talk all the time about Oh, I remember when it was all potato farms, you know, all of Long Island, forget about it. You know? Yeah.
1: Smith Haven Mall was a big farm. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. and, and it's funny how the roots of that are, people are getting back to that, especially with COVID now. I feel like people are really realizing how important local is because when the food chain breaks, where am I getting my veggies from? Where am I going to get my eggs from? Where am I, you know, all these things that are Super important to having local community, and I think it's wonderful that the North Fork never really lost any of that. And even as they continue to build, they're protective of what what they want to keep to themselves. So it's it's yeah. great. I think it's a wonderful way to be. Yeah,
1: and the tagline of my company is "Experiences Born on the North Fork," mm-hmm. and it's because I really wanted to, you know. And and there's been a lot of people who are like, "Oh, you're going to start doing things on the South Fork," and and maybe I will, you know, but. But i really, the company is to slowly and carefully build the community here on North Fork by providing opportunities of new and fun things to do um, and to celebrate the culture here and the bounty, right? So whether that's um, hosting a craft class in a uh, store in South Hold that doesn't necessarily get traffic i'm bringing new new eyeballs to their store they're offering a discount that night by giving and they give me the space for free and we hold the craft class and you know everybody kind of leaves with like some new contacts and a nice little craft and i always say like our craft series so we have we currently have three series and then and it seems that we are now developing a fourth after the event we did last week um but we we have a craft series which I always say, like, it doesn't matter what the craft is, frankly. Like, I just kind of pick something out that I'd be interested in doing and that I could figure out how to teach, and then and then we do it. It's really about giving people an opportunity to come together, and the craft is the icebreaker, because I think that's the key here. It's, like, women in that age bracket of, like, you know, mid thirties to mid forties and even a little bit older, it's kind of hard, you know, even if you do go to a winery or a bar, like to bring you're not gonna start talking to the person next to you necessarily, right? This is a nice icebreaker. So for me, what I love, like the whole point of the event is I I watch the women at the table, and men are welcome. It's just we haven't had any men at the craft classes, <laughs> but you know, I watch the women at the table kind of like, oh, wait, how'd you do that over there? What's going on? Okay, and then they start to talk and then they're going, oh, you're a teacher too? I'm a teacher too. And then, you know, they make a connection. And and to me, that is what a North Fork has always been. We started talking earlier that I started a North Fork affair, not, I mean, obviously it's a business, but not really to be my primary source of income. It was because I I saw a need for myself. I needed a way to make friends. I wasn't finding like an easy way to infiltrate the groups of friends that were already here. So I figured, okay, what do I want to do? I want to do crafts. I want to sit at a long farm table out in the middle of a field and have an amazing, you know, local made meal. Um, I and, and I started to like build these events of things that I wanted to do thinking, well, if somebody buys a ticket, they're likely someone I might have a lot in common with. So let's all get together. And, and then, and it's, and at each event, I kind of explain that. And so many people come up to me afterwards and say like, thank you, like, I need that too. And I didn't know how to find it. And this is such a great way for me to, build my community so it's really it's really all about supporting the community supporting the local businesses celebrating what the north fork has and offers and then you know helping everybody build their own personal community
0: yeah it's great i i i I think experiences are the way to go especially today because so many of us are stuck behind the devices and yes. so many of us are yearning to get out from behind those devices because now, even now, we're like caged in our homes. So, so now it's even more important. I know there's some difficulties that come with that. We'll, we'll get to that later. But, you know, what, what was the first event that you did run when you, when you started this back in April of 2019? What was the first event?
1: So the first, we started with two parallel paths. We did one for the craft series and one for the dinner series. And the first craft series was a floral arranging class um, with Lauren Zilnicki. And um, she came in, uh, we did it at Nicolette's for the Home, which is a different store in South Hold. Um, I kind of bounce around to a bunch of different stores and bring people to, you know, eyeballs to different places. Mm -hmm. And we did a floral arranging class. We had about 30 people. From the get-go and it was a it was a really great night and then in addition i started working with um grace and grit so i know jenny lee morris personally and um i've she actually catered my wedding back in 2016 and it was phenomenal and every part of the experience was phenomenal and i highly recommend them so i went to her immediately and i said this is my idea, I wanna do you know, a long communal table in the middle of a place where, I don't want it to be where you could normally go. It's gotta be a place that you wouldn't normally have access to. And I wanna cook all local foods. You handle the food, you figure that out, I trust you. I'll handle the aesthetic uh, and we'll, we'll co-market it and let's do that. So literally an hour after I walked out of her office and gave her this whole presentation, um, Uh, a woman named Hannah Gray came into the office and she runs a um, school on Shelter Island. That is a nonprofit. It's a forest school. And she was asking Jenny to help her. And Jenny was like, this is, this is all the same. We're all talking about the same thing. So basically Jenny and I decided to donate our services to Hannah and the school on Shelter Island. Mm -hmm. And we did that dinner. So those two ran parallel and that was the first dinner we did. And it was, Absolutely stunning. It was in the middle, a middle of the forest. It was oh. really cool. Yeah, it was wow. really
0: cool. And I'm sure people can see photos of that on your Instagram and, and yes. check yes. back to and see what that all looks like.
1: We finally launched our website uh, last week. So a uh, northforkaffair.com is now live.
0: Excellent. Congratulations. Yes, I'll have to check that out as well. Um, so since all this has happened, you're used to running these very large events in the city, yeah. as you as you said. Was it difficult to kind of scale back almost and run these smaller intimate events.
1: Yes, it was really small because it was really difficult because there are certain parts of infrastructure that I'm just sort of used to having. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and especially when you know of of course I pick right from the get-go like let's go into the middle of the forest where there's no infrastructure and I have to bring everything so um there were there were points in that production where I kind of had to dial back and go like well wait a minute who's bringing that you know I'm sure it's Um, the little
0: is it the little things like electricity you miss is it
1: (laughs) yeah I mean it was just like you know I was like oh we need a tent to cook the kitchen like build we need to build the kitchen Mm -hmm. you know um one of the cool things that uh the dinner series almost was born from was, I mentioned earlier, I live in my great grandmother's cottage and I was cleaning out the attic and I came across all of this very valuable china, but it's just nothing I'm gonna use. Like it's not my style. And um I just kept looking at it going like, I know this is really beautiful and I know someone would appreciate this, but I just don't know what to do with it. And I was like, I should have a dinner party. And that's how it started. So we when we do these dinners, I've now collected my other grandmother's China, my aunt's China, like my sister, you know, everybody's got Mm -hmm. China from all over the place. But you eat on like my family's China and, you know, my family's sterling silver and all that stuff. And I've like collected all of this stuff. So it's like a very homey feel. So all of that is very different than when you do you know, normally when you're doing an event in the city and it's like 500 people at a gala, you're just like, call up the caterer and you're like, all right, we need plates and forks. Okay, bye. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: very different. Like I, my fingerprint is on everything. So it's a very different experience.
0: So having run events for so long and then having COVID hit the world, what were your first thoughts? How How have you been able to pivot uh, how long did it take for you to kind of figure things out again? What, what are you doing differently now?
1: My first thought was, Oh my God, I get a break. I swear. <laughs> that was honestly, I, I spent the first two weeks of quarantine, like on vacation because mm-hmm. I, I never stop, you know, and it was actually a relief. Then like all the talk of the PPP and all of that started coming into place. And I started to like panic of like, okay, what's actually happening here? Um, I think we had a, we do the, I mentioned the Harlem meetup festival, which is with Marcus Samuelson. And that is usually in May. So when that got canceled, that started to kind of like, okay, this is real. We're not, we're not actually on vacation Tracy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: figure out what's happening. Um, thankfully we did get the PPP, so I was able to keep my employees at fully staffed all the way through, um, basically August. And then I had to start to let people go from there. Um, and we, we really tried to hang on. Um, you know, the two different, the two companies, TK New York and a North Fork affair pivoted differently. Um, TK New York, we really tried to stay. We were we were working with the New York City Wine and Food Festival all the way up until the end of August, trying to find a safe way to produce something similar to what we normally do, knowing it would be very different. I actually was recruited to be on a committee with the New York City Mayor's Office to develop the plan of what event reentry is going to look like. So that was really helpful across the board, just to be a part of those conversations and a part of that like workshop group. And that was about a six week group that I was on. Um, So that kind of kept me engaged. And then at a North Fork affair, you know, you mentioned people being behind our devices and that we're sick being behind our devices. So of course, immediately, everybody's sending me like, this person's doing this virtual, this person's doing this virtual. And I kind of had like a very overwhelming response to that saying, please stop sending me this. Like, I will know what's right when I hear it and when I feel it. So the first thing I did is I started a a campaign, a fundraising campaign to support the workers. Because like I said, the whole point of this company is to support the community. So I actually started cutting paper hearts (laughs) in rainbow colors in my house. I literally sat on my couch for hours and hours and days cutting hearts. My mom was cutting hearts, like I had everybody cutting hearts. And I was sending out packets of rainbow hearts to put in your window. It was called uh, Rainbows of Hope NOFO. And I would send them for free, but if you wanted to make a donation, you could. And we raised over a thousand dollars for the hospital workers at the Greenport Hospital and cast. And I made, um, and then what I ended up doing was I actually took the money put it back into the community by purchasing meals from the restaurants to then deliver to the two places that I that's the way. So, that's
0: the way to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so it was, to me, that was like the best way to stay with the mission of the company, which is, you know, born on the North fork for the North fork by North forkers. Like, how could I do that? Which of course I made no money doing that, but it was, that was fine because I just was like, I needed to stay true to what felt intrinsically right. Mm -hmm. And then through that process, I decided to take my chunky blanket, which was my most popular class um, virtually, which was very nerve wracking at first. It's difficult to teach people how to make chunky blankets in person when you're standing with them and you go, oh, I see what you did there. That's a mistake. Let's redo that. Doing that virtually was like, wait, what do you have? <laughs> it was really hard. Um, but I kind of got into my groove. It was very popular. We had probably about 16 different classes of about 10 people each. Um, I was at one point I was doing like one a week or two a week. Um, and, and then I was forced to pivot again because then summer hit, nobody wants to be making a blanket. Nobody wants to be sitting inside. So I, You know, I've just really had to like read the community and be like, okay, nobody wants to do crafts. That's fine. I have a feeling it'll pick up again soon. So then I started date night. (laughs) Date night was basically my take, the virtual take on the dinners that we did. I couldn't invite a hundred people to sit at one table together, but I could bring that experience to one couple at a time. Mm -hmm. So we put together a package with Grace and Grit. I partnered with Nofo NofoDoco. Um, I partnered with uh, Shrew Wines and I would go and pick everything up that morning and put it together in a really nice pretty package. I would hand wrap each candle. I made a playlist on Spotify and I would send it to you the night before. And then I personally delivered every dinner. I got dressed up. You know, I just really was like, I wanted this to, again, from a business standpoint, I looked at it like, if this couple has an amazing time at this dinner that I bring to their house, they're likely to be a customer to buy a ticket to one of my dinners when we're allowed to start doing it. So no
0: brainer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was
1: an easy transition for me. So we did that for a while and then the restaurant's opened. So nobody wanted it anymore. I mean, it's right. just been like, you know, I kind of say the hardest thing for me during this pandemic has been, and I deal will come up. I'll start running at 150 miles an hour and then I just hit a wall and I like fall down and then I get up, turn in the other direction and start running in 150 miles in that direction. Because that's really all I can do at this point, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, listening to you, listening to you talk about all this, I have to say like you're, you're, you truly embrace what I call the entrepreneurial spirit, right? That, that you just, you have that get up and go, you're full of ideas you know which ones to run with. You're not afraid to make mistakes. You gotta just do what you love. I mean, that's really what it's about, right? You're you had this idea to to bring people events that you would like to attend. I mean, that's that's just really what it stemmed from, and and that's that's it, in its purest form what an entrepreneur really does. I mean, and you're solving problems for people all over. Meaning you're helping people find community. You're helping people uh, the businesses get exposed to new audiences, and I think it's great. I think it's truly really wonderful. What events are there that are upcoming now that we're into the fall season? What's coming up?
1: So I'm, I'm going to, like I said, I'm, I'm going to revive the Chunky Blanket class. So I'm just putting down some dates and we'll be launching those shortly. And we're going to add a new craft to it, still deciding what that is. Um, but we just had our first event in, since February last week. And it was a social media workshop. And it was really successful. Um, As you know, I don't know if, I don't actually know if you know this. I'm also Nofo Town and Country on Instagram. Okay. And I have uh, a little over 17,000 followers there, which essentially kind of gave me the base to start a North Fork affair because I had so many North Fork followers over there. So a lot of people ask me all the time about how did you get so many followers? How do you do this? You know, your page looks so pretty. So we did a very top level um, social media workshop. I had uh, Meg Howard from Nofo Mama, who's a mom blogger.
0: Sure, I know her. Uh,
1: lives here in Riverhead. And then I had um, Rachel Margaritas from uh, Isabel Media, who do, who's the power behind Nofo Joco, like all of those big yep. brands, right? <laughs> so the three of us got up there. We kind of, you know, it was very off the cuff. We had discussed ahead of time, like who would talk about what, but really it was just a conversation between the three of us talking about the various things that we've seen work and not work. And then we had a question and answer, which everyone was really engaged. But what it also brought to my attention is that there a lot of people really don't know the basics of social media so (laughs) i I mentioned earlier i think we're going to start a new series and it's going to be a social media series and um i'm gonna do the class that we just did again because many people couldn't make that date so we're going to do that beginners class again and then we're going to start to do some workshops where it's literally like sign up on learn how to do stories and we'll have two hours on here's how you do stories. Here's how you put a GIF on it. Here's how you change the filter, you know, and then, and actually make it a hands-on workshop. Like here's, here's your worksheet. You're going to do four, you know, four stories. What's your storyline? What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to say? Okay, this is how you're going to do it. And we'll walk them through it. And so that by the end of the night, they can confidently go home and do stories on their own. And, and we're going to break down each of the different aspects of Instagram and give people different courses on that so that's awesome hashtag as a, engagement would be another yeah. one you know so that's, we'll do as great. many as we can until we have to go back inside
0: that's <laughs> so great yeah i mean as
1: menus that we can use so
0: that's awesome as a teacher myself those courses sound great so i would love yeah. to uh see what see how you're how you're working yeah. with these guys and all that stuff um this is the big food talk. Let's talk a little bit about food if I, if I've never been to the North Fork right? I'm coming from out of town I, who knows I'm from the city I'm trying to get a new experience what are the places I need to try on the North Fork? What is like your top hit list?
1: My top hit list okay well one of the I, I, we're gonna I, we'll, we'll go all the way out and come back right mm-hmm. um, The new hot place if you have time is Duries. Um, the vibe is insane you need a lot of money to go there
0: (laughs) and what is the name of this place again
1: it's called duryea's in orient it's d-u-r-y-e-a apostrophe s um they're an offshoot of a montauk restaurant and um it's extremely vibey it is very much the new north fork so if you have the time and the money go there awesome um Coming back to Greenport, uh, my two favorite places are Little Creek Oysters. Hands down, I take everyone who visits me there. It's right on the dock. Um, Ian and Rosalie, who own it, are amazing people. I actually met them in my former city life. They sponsored one of our breast cancer events that we do in the Hamptons. And Mm -hmm. they're amazing people, and they've done an amazing job with that restaurant. Um, The oysters are fantastic the vibe they've created is awesome and they're open and they're running so definitely support them um, i also love first and south uh, sarah who runs that i knew actually she used to be a bartender on fire island and i summer on fire island so we knew each other um, but the food there is great i go there i take people there for lunch a lot um, i also love uh the halyard at the sound View which is in Greenport, that's on the other body of water. My absolute, absolute favorite thing about the North Fork is that you are never far from water. I like to be near or on water. So basically every place I just mentioned has water view, except for First and South. Um, So you can catch the sunset at the Halyard, which is the whole side of the restaurant is all windows and you can see the sunset over the water, it's amazing. You really, really enjoy it, yeah.
0: That's awesome. I now have four new places I need to go try out there where usually, uh, you know, I'm a big fan. We go out uh, usually to the wineries. So we'll pick up things like at um, Love Lane Kitchen or oh. we'll, we'll you know, do the picnic basket thing or villi- uh, the Village Cheese Shop and, you know, grab yes. all those to-go items and stuff like that. So um, yeah, looking forward to trying out all of these spots. Absolutely. You have
1: to try. I always tell everyone on, like when they come to visit me, we hit Goodale Farms on the way out to pick mm-hmm. up pickles and goat cheese. It's like my favorite and take them back to the city with them. (laughs) It's the best, best goat cheese I've ever had.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Tracy, this interview has been so informative. I had so much fun talking with you. Uh, I hope everybody goes, follows a North Fork affair and signs up for your events. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we take off for today?
1: No, I just, I think we're all going to come out, you know, different from this pandemic but in a lot of ways better and I know that you know uh it's been a tough time for events I'm hanging in there and doing what I can and I appreciate everybody who has supported me through this um you know in any way that they could because you know we'll I'm I'm hoping that we'll survive this so
0: absolutely we will thank you so much Tracy I'll talk to you soon
1: Uh, thanks for having me today